Welcome to the Cheyenne Vineyard Podcast, bringing you a message of hope for your everyday world. If you'd like to contact us, contact us at info at CheyenneVineyard.com. You can also find out more information about the Cheyenne Vineyard Church at CheyenneVineyard.com. Thank you and enjoy today's podcast. Uh, let's pray. Father, thank you for the blessing of last Saturday and Sunday. Um, we, we say yes to you. I, I pray that you would make this fellowship a place where you can be God. And that you'd lead us clearly. Uh, Teach us how to flow with you, how to seek you, how to come into alignment with you at a whole new level. Uh, So have, have your way. And, and Lord, give us a spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of your Son. So, <clears throat> uh, I think I mentioned I've been listening to some cassette tapes from Mike Bickle and, and IHOP because the CD player quit in my car. And I think it was divine providence. <laughs> As I, I, I'm through the whole 12 uh, cassette tapes. It's the prophetic history of IHOP. And there, there is something powerful in the telling of God's stories. There there is there there's one of these tapes um where mike talks about how how he met and the things preceding when he met john wimber and came into the vineyard and how he was in the vineyard and he traveled with john all over the world for 3 years and they ministered all over together and and then he he got to a place where he he said to John um John I'm I'm backslidden I I can't do this anymore and and John says well do you need to talk to me about something and he said oh it's nothing like that but see, at this point, this is um, around the late 80s, early 90s. Uh, Mike and the church that he led in Kansas City, they, they were a praying church. I mean, a praying church. They had three two-hour prayer meetings every day. Every day. <laughs> Most of us can't even fathom that. 
And, and this, that had started about 1981. So he, Mike had been doing this, and, and they, were, they were mostly very dry prayer meetings. Uh, he admits this, that because they, they had not figured out that they were supposed to merge worship and prayer together and, and make it enjoyable, as the, uh, a verse in Isaiah says that uh, the Lord is going to make prayer joyful, joyous in, in his house. And, and that's what happened when they finally merged prayer and worship. But anyway, back, back to the story. What, what happened is Mike, because he, he had spent so much time, so many hours seeking the Lord and praying he had such a tender heart before the Lord that when, when he would pray and when he would get into the Word of God, his heart would move and, and he, he would weep often. Um, and that wasn't happening anymore. Uh, he, he had gotten way way too busy with the work of the kingdom, but he had been neglecting the king. And, and so he, he told John, I, you know, I, I committed to like the next eight conferences or whatever it was, and he said, I'll, I'll do it, but uh, I, I got to get back home and, and get back and refill my lamp with oil is, is what he was saying and John just released him immediately he said oh you, I, I appreciate that you, you go and do, do what you gotta do but I, I've listened to that particular cassette like five or six times because it's just so so good there's so much good stuff there I need to figure out a way to put those on CD so we can start uh, sharing them and more of us can be blessed by them. <clears throat> but <clears throat> I, I, uh, I say all that as an introduction to... Um, I, I feel like the Lord wants to spend some time uh, looking at living according to kingdom principles in, in the church and, and in our lives because, you know, the, it, it's so easy to operate in the kingdom of the world and according to its principles and because we, we understand those. They, they make sense to us. We, we have observed the principles of, of the kingdom of this world. We've lived in them and most of us according to them for all of our lives. So to, to embrace a, a completely different way of thinking and, and living is, is not easy. And, and that really, it's, it's completely different. I, I'm not exaggerating. Uh, the kingdom of heaven is really upside down compared to the kingdom of this world. 
And, and I, I can illustrate that very easily just, just by uh, looking at the power structure of, of the two kingdoms. If, uh, if you want to be the greatest and the most powerful on the earth, then, then you climb every organizational chart that, that you find yourself in. And, and you, you just you find a way to the top to get more people serving you and doing what you say and uh, naturally making more money and having more power and, and all that. We, we all understand that system. Uh, but Jesus said, if you want to be great in his kingdom, you do what? You serve. <laughs> and if you want to be the greatest in his kingdom, well, you, you get down on the floor and you serve everybody. That's, so that, that's just one illustration of the different principles of, of the two kingdoms. And, and there, was, there was one that Mark mentioned... I, and I, I don't think it was here Saturday night. I think it was just when he and I were talking. Um, <clears throat> and it, it had to do with the idea of, of hunger and feeding that hunger. Uh, and and the, the principle is this. In, in the natural, you're hungry, you eat, and you become full. We, we all understand that, right? Uh, even Garrett understands that. He, <laughs> he gets hungry. He tells us. <laughs> we feed him. He's happy. <laughs> and he's not hungry anymore. Uh, in the kingdom of heaven, if we're hungry, then we seek the Lord... We get in the word, we worship him, we, we magnify him, and he blesses us with more hunger. Yes. That's, that's, it's astounding, but it's so true. And, and there's, there's a couple of verses that, that relate to that. Uh, Proverbs 27, 7 says, The one who is full loathes honey or the honeycomb, but to the one who is hungry, everything bitter is sweet. And I don't think Solomon is really talking about physical hunger in that verse. And then there's also Psalm 107, 9. For he, the Lord, satisfies the longing soul, or other translations say the thirsty soul, and the hungry soul he fills with good things, partially be being even more hunger and thirst. 
So <clears throat> that's some of what Mike Bickle was alluding to when he said, I, I got to go home and get my lamp filled with oil again. And he, he literally spent about the next three years on what he called a, a period of extravagant devotion to the Lord. And, you know, the, those stories are, are so amazing uh, about IHOP the, uh, <clears throat> because the Lord had to take a group of people who, I mean, these, these guys are prototypes and, and forerunners of, of the highest level. Because he, he was taking them to, the Lord was taking them to initiate a, a ministry that, that had no, uh, th there was nothing else like it on, on the earth. And, and they, they, were, they were going to impact the earth with what they're doing. And, and that has been happening. I mean, Joy and I have visited there so many times in, in the last 11 or 12 years, and you, you just you see people from all over the world there, soaking it up and taking it back to wherever they're from. So, you know, it's, it's not normal for, for so many amazing things to happen as a ministry is is being birthed but uh, when it's a ministry of such worldwide significance that happens and I, they're not the only ones with those kind of stories but they're, they're the only one I personally know of so I, I felt a need to tell one of our stories tonight uh, and and it's it's the story about how we came to be at 1506 Thomes Avenue because the story illustrates some kingdom principles that that we walked in at that time and <clears throat> Uh, we're, we're walking in them somewhat similarly right now. So we were meeting at the YMCA where Nora found us. <laughs> uh, and we, we were praying, you know. We, we had to bring all of our stuff in every Sunday and set it up and uh, it was a nice place, and it was really, really cheap, which was a benefit. Uh, and then we had to load it all up in the trailer when we were done every week. And uh, actually, we started out in the back of our pickup, which was... <laughs> we, we won't get into the details of that, but that was even less fun. But we, we were praying, uh, and I, I had some prophecies about the building that we would have from people in Fort Collins who had released us uh, to plant this church up here. 
And we felt like the Lord was saying to, uh, to make a list of everything we wanted in a building and, and pray about that. And at the same time, I, I had a phone call from a friend who uh, is a prophetic intercessor for, for us in North Carolina. And, and he, he said, uh, I wouldn't even give you this word, but I just, I know it's from the Lord. Uh, and you'll just have to figure out what it means. And it was something like, sell the cow in order to release my supernatural provision for your building. And he said, I, I think it's kind of a jack-in-the-beanstalk thing. <laughs> you know, prophecies, um, <clears throat> according to 1 Corinthians 13, we're, we're seeing through a, a glass dimly. And, and the Lord definitely has a sense of humor uh, about this stuff. They, they are not always crystal clear. So the leadership team at that time, we, we chewed on that for a while. And, and we finally came to the conclusion that God was saying, okay, he, he's wanting us to be exceedingly generous to somebody who needs a building worse than we do. And, and here, is, here is why we came to that conclusion. Luke 6.38 says, Give, and it will be given to you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over, will be put into your lap. For with the measure you use, it will be measured back to you. And, and there, there are other passages too, but this, this is a kingdom principle. If, if we need something, because we only have a little bit of it, the kingdom of the world would say, well, you better hold on to what you got and, and go work really hard to get more and, and save it all so eventually, maybe in 20 years, you'll, you'll have what you need. Well, the crazy upside-down kingdom of heaven says if you need more of something... Then, and you have some, well, you better give it away to somebody who needs it worse than you, because then you enter into God's economy, which has no scarcity. <laughs> I mean, He owns it all. And then He can, you release Him to bless you with what it is you need. So, this was the principle that we thought we would be operating in and uh, I, I knew the Vineyard Church in Greeley had had a flood recently back at that time and so they, they had a bunch of damage because their insurance wasn't going to cover it and you know generally insurance doesn't cover flood damage unless it's flood insurance 
And they were also behind in some of their bills and paying the pastor. So we, we knew they were in need. So uh, the Fort Collins Vineyard had been kind enough to us to allow our people from Cheyenne who were going down there for a while to help start a, a church in Windsor, uh, they were allowing our people to give designated offerings and, and so in, in our name, in the name of Cheyenne Vineyard. So we had, uh, at that time, I think about $10,000 in, in the bank. And so uh, some on the leadership team thought, thought we should give more, some thought less, but we, we came to a consensus that, okay, we're, we're going to give the Greeley Vineyard, $5,000. And we know God's going to take care of us. And we'll, we'll be able to have what we need when, when we launch. Somebody else, the same week, sent the Greeley Vineyard $5,000. It paid for everything they needed repaired, got them totally caught up, in all their bills and everything, and wow, that was cool. So, you know, we, we did that, and, you know, we felt like, okay, God, we, we did our part, so we kept praying for a building, and uh, sometime later, I, I got the guys on the leadership team together and we, we drove around town and uh, asked the Lord to show us the, the place that he had for us. And, you know, there, there was space available all over the place and we would call and they didn't want to talk to a church or uh, we couldn't get a hold of anybody. I mean, it was just closed door after closed door and you know we we were getting kind of frustrated i i mean i i i even remember one time maybe i shouldn't even share this with you but <laughs> i you know in my frustration sometimes you pray things that you you later regret and i i remember saying something to the lord like you know, I know this isn't that hard. I could go out and find a building and just rent it. I mean, it, I could do that. <laughs> so anyway, uh, we, we, we end up downtown and, and we decide just to, to stop and get out of the car and kind of regroup and we're just at the corner of 15th and Thomes. And, and we see this sign on the side of the building that says space available for lease, reasonable rates, and a Colorado phone number. Just, just like almost every other place. <laughs> so I say, well, huh, you know, 15th and Thomes. I think Barry told me about this building and that I should talk to this guy. 
So I, I call the number. He's, he's there. He says, yeah, come on, come on in. Come on upstairs. So we, we walk in, and, and we go up the stairs, and this, this place is rough, okay? You, you guys saw the finished product. You, you never saw the raw material. All it had ever been was a warehouse, First a food warehouse and then an electrical warehouse. It, it still had the, the old freight elevator that, that was really dangerous <laughs> at that time. And Gordon was still using it to bring tile up to the second floor because he, he had started tiling the floor. And under the tile, that floor looked not good. It, uh, and he, they had only done maybe 5% of the floor in tile at that point. So we, we, we see this space, and here we are. We're probably about 30 people, and we, we look at this. It's 10,000 square feet of, of nothingness. Kind of reminds, this reminds me of that, actually. <laughs> and... Uh, you know, we, we just, uh, we told him what we were up to, and he said, hmm, I never, never thought about renting to a church. That's kind of an interesting idea. So we, we talked, and we, we left, and we, we, were, we were all kind of disappointed that God hadn't, you know, really shined a light from heaven on any particular place that this this is where we were going to be but this is this is how god works he works on so many levels he's doing so many different things at the same time and we we only see our our little view of it so uh, in a, a week or two this old man, Gordon Campbell, starts to come to our church services at the YMCA. And I, I think initially he just wanted to see if we were legitimate. <laughs> Legit, to use the, the young people's slang. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> but, but he kept coming. And, and he, he couldn't walk well, so he, he would sit in the back and he, he would just sit there. And mostly he would sleep, but, but then he got better hearing aids. And, and he started to listen. And uh, finally he asked somebody to bring him communion. And one day, <laughs> one day he came and he, he got it himself.
think I still have a little grieving to do about Gordon. As he and I became really good friends. Uh, and one day, you know, we, we, we would talk about the building. And uh, one day, he comes up to me after the service, or maybe this was, we, I think we had lunch. Uh, and he said, so, if, if, if you rented that space in, in my building, uh, what do you think you could pay for it? And I had a figure in my mind, but I, I felt like the Lord said, give him a lower number. <laughs> so I, I gave him the number the Lord told me to give him, which was a thousand a month. And he said, well, that's funny. That's exactly what I was thinking. <laughs> and he said, I, I would start you out there. I'd, I'd like to get you up to 3000 a month eventually, but we, we could start there. And at that point, we, we were on our way. Uh, he hired some people from the church to start, well, <clears throat> we hired a, an architect to do a, a layout, and then he paid for the architect. And then he hired uh, a guy from the church to start building it out. And he hired a few other people here and there, and but he, he paid for the whole thing, including that elevator. And he, he saw God do things. And I know he's in heaven. And I don't think he probably would have been if he hadn't met us that day. But in, in our culture, we, we like to have a plan. And we, we like to have everything laid out. And say, this, this is how we're going to do things. Or, or this is how we're going to do this. And um, we, we either have the money in the bank or we borrow it and you know we just that's that's how we operate but the kingdom of heaven it's not like that it's it's always a journey and the thing that looks like so obviously the right thing so many times isn't <laughs> because God has something that in the long run will be better <laughs> it will be more difficult 
you won't even end up at the same place. But there will have been so many things that God did that he wouldn't otherwise have had opportunity to do if we had just taken control and done it the way the world would do it. And so, you know, the, the Lord has he's invited us in into this thing. <laughs> uh, you know, we, we did a solemn assembly almost a year ago. And um, people would wonder. <laughs> Maybe a lot of us are wondering. Uh, you know, what... What was that? Did 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 it do anything? Did, was it the Lord? Was was it of any significance? Well, I I got a word from somebody this this week, and uh, it was it was really encouraging. But see, when when we obeyed the Lord, and we did that. He, he took us into something that not many get an opportunity to go into. Uh, and, and part of what we went into is, is the fire. Because the solemn assembly is, is about repentance. And, and becoming truly the people of God. And, and there's, there's a sign outside for this uh, event coming up August 29th called Rise Up Wyoming. I, I wish Sonia was here tonight because I would have her tell you about it. Because the, the Lord really spoke to her about the need to bring the people of God in Cheyenne and, and even Wyoming together in, into something that will be like a solemn assembly together before the Lord. And, and the word that I got this week is that our solemn assembly paved the way for for this event, and so uh, I'm I'm the covering for for this event, and so I I really want as many of us as possible to participate in this thing because God's going to do something. This, this is going to be powerful in his kingdom. We may not see everything in the natural, and I know we're not going to see everything in the natural that happens. We, 
we haven't seen everything in the natural that happened as a result of our solemn assembly. But I'm holding on to what the Lord spoke to me as, as I was packing up my office on 4th Street. <laughs> and I, I, was, I was packing and then this song came on, a spontaneous song from IHOP that was just exactly what I needed to pray. And uh, <clears throat> I started weeping, and, and the Lord just said so clearly, you, you've not yet seen the end of this. And, and I just, I, I knew in my spirit that when we do see the end, it's going to be good. <laughs> and, and we'll know it. <laughs> when when we see it. But I, I think Mark was speaking about some of that last Saturday. So, I have no idea what time it is. <laughs> okay. I think, isn't that a great story? We... Everybody in, in this church needs to know that story. Because even, even Gordon isn't the only one who was saved because of the way God did everything that he did. One of his sons accepted Jesus in, in my office at, at that building. And he's involved in a church down in Denver now. So, <clears throat> I guess this message is, is about embracing the mystery of God's kingdom. Because we, we can't figure it out. And if we try, we just hurt ourselves because <laughs> it just doesn't make any sense to us a lot of times. Uh, but I, I know that God is still for us. God is still with us. There's yet good <laughs> that we're going to see. And, and see, with, with what we entered into after the solemn assembly, uh, there's an opportunity for the Church of Cheyenne to enter into something. And to me, that's exciting. So... I, I want to encourage all of us to tell people about this event. It's, it's probably not going to be real well advertised, which is fine. Um, but let's, let's try to get the Church of Cheyenne together to come before the Lord and, 
and worship him and repent and ask for his mercy and, and his blessing on our city and our state, it, it will be good. It will be good. So let's just pray for that as we close. Uh, Father, your, your ways are higher than our ways. Your thoughts are higher than our thoughts. Uh, I thank you for the mystery of your kingdom. I, I pray, Father, that, that we would learn to think and live according to your eternal, powerful kingdom. That, that we, would, we would less and less be influenced by the kingdom of this world that we, we would just be able to see through the facade of it. Lord, we, I pray your blessing on Gordon's family. I, I thank you for giving us this testimony, this story of your goodness. And I, I pray, Father, that you would gather your people on August 29th, that you would have your way And that the church in Cheyenne would enter into something that they don't even know <laughs> what they're entering into. But it will, it will be good. Because you are good. I thank you, God, that you're with us, that you still have plans for us and we say yes to your plans we thank you in Jesus name amen So we, uh, we have a few flyers for the Rise Up Wyoming thing out there. Feel free to grab one and write down the info and pass it on. Question? Okay.
Do you want to pray that? Yeah. <laughs> and we will agree. Yeah. you need prayer for anything, uh, come on up. (laughs) Be blessed.